On today's episode of Video Marketing Madness, we're going to talk about some of our favorite books for marketing mindset and much more. And for now, this show is made possible by people who don't make books, Steve. They don't. It's made possible by people who make great microphones, as well as other things that you can use to produce better video. We're talking, of course, about our good friends at Movo. And uh, in case you hadn't heard, uh, I think we talked about this in the last episode before the Thanksgiving break, but uh, we're in the middle of doing a uh, TV program that has to do with uh, the escape rooms and uh, the production company that's working on that. We showed up there, and what do you know? Guess what they had sitting there? They had some of the Movo wireless microphones that we use sitting there ready to be used for this particular TV program. So Movo getting around. And uh, we used tons of Movo products. In fact, uh, you can't see it because we're not doing video. But behind me on my desk where the uh, big monitor is, is actually all the Movo products all laid out for everybody to see because I did a little video the other day. But we've got all sorts of microphones that we use from them, from shotgun microphones to wireless microphones to plug-in lapel microphones. We use lights from them. We use uh, stands from them and everything in between to make sure that we shoot the best video. And, of course, if you head on over to raiselinks.com slash Movo, M-O-V-O, you'll be able to pick up some of these great deals on microphones, lights, stands, and believe it or not, uh, if you're a high-end audio guy, they've got mixers and all sorts of other great things in there as well, plus all the little adapters. And Steve, you picked up some adapters recently, right? I picked up some adapters, and I picked up the two-way shotgun mic. And yeah. it, it works great with my uh, my Galaxy phone. It's it's wonderful. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a great one. We love that microphone. I've played around with it quite a bit. In fact, I've got it. Within two feet of my grasp, I could use it right now if I wanted to. Well, and one thing that I've noticed is there's there's a couple guys that I follow that use the uh, the Galaxy, what is it, the S20 or 21, and it's it's got a pretty good built-in mic. But when they're when they're on the other side of of the uh, the camera, you know, uh, yep. you, you you can barely hear them, you know. So if 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 they are shooting. Uh, like you know, train videos. If they're shooting a train, you can hear them just fine. If they turn turn it around and shoot themselves, you, you it, it, they you, you can hardly hear them. So with this, yeah. you've got something that's going to give you much better audio. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. and and of course, what I use that that same one for. Well, let me change that. What I want to use it more for, obviously, with COVID, we haven't been doing nearly as many uh, uh, live things with the clients, but. Back in the day, we would do some interviews, and I've got this great app for my phone, Filmic Pro. I've talked about it a million times. Mm -hmm. It has uh, a brother program or a sister program that allows you to shoot. Let's say with your iPhone, you can be shooting the nice camera towards your client, but the selfie camera can be shooting you at the same time, both recording, and you can then swap back and forth and, and you know cut between them or use them as two separate streams and put them into your editor. And now we'll have the microphone that will be pointing in both directions as cool. well. Cool. So we can get that great for uh, man-on-the-street type things if you got to move quickly. So we love that kind of stuff. But you can check it all out by heading on over to raiselinks.com slash M-O-V-O for Movo because we are Movo-powered. And while we're Movo-powered, let's get Ethel down here to play our theme song. Come on down here, Ethel. Jump down. No, she's climbing from the roof here. Holy cow. Oh, she, there she goes. She's heading down, and she's got the ukulele. Let's hit that song. All right, here she goes. He's Ray the Video Guy. Yeah, Ray the Video Guy. His skill is where it's at. Even 
if he's a little fast He's filled with video expertise And has so much knowledge that you need His YouTube Ninja Tricks Can make your marketing so sick He's Ray the Video Guy Yeah, Ray the Video Guy It's the radio show about video, video marketing madness with Ray, the video guy, and I'm Steve Sleeper. GoVMM.com is the landing page. Got the podcatchers, got the social medias, Apple Podcasts, five-star review. From you to us, we'd appreciate subscribe. Not necessarily in that order. Indeed. We appreciate anything we can get from you guys. Comments. Yep. Letters, letters, mail bombs, whatever you want to send. No, no mail bombs. Oh, no mail bombs. No mail bombs. Okay. Yeah, I just no want to establish that. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't know if Ted Kaczynski's listening in the maximum security prison in Colorado, but I don't want to give him any. I, ideas. I hear that we're actually number one in uh, Colorado maximum security prisons. I bet that wouldn't surprise the me. Podcast. Yeah, that's right. That wouldn't surprise. And if me. you don't believe me, head on over to that maximum security prison and find out. Ask him. Prove me wrong, Steve. Prove me wrong. Prove Ray wrong. It's hard to do. (laughs) It can be. I I, I don't know how many times I've I've stated something as fact, and Ray, on this show, on this very show, and Ray said, no, that's not true. That's not true, Steve, no. That's not true. That never happened. Well, today we're going to talk about some things that are pretty darn true. But before we do, Steve, you got anything new going on? Anything that uh, people need to know about? Things you run across? Well, you know, I'm. Uh, my wife told me I needed a hobby. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to start doing kind of the combination of rail fanning and going out and doing tours of small towns. And that nice. can't do it this weekend because we got some stuff going on. But next weekend we're going to. We're going to start doing that. And, of course, that uh, double-sided shotgun mic from Movo is going to help quite a bit. And Steve so, Sleeper, soon to be seen on Audit the Audit when audit, he gets arrested in the middle of the streets. That's right. And so that'll that'll be fun. So that's the latest thing for me. But as far as uh, anything from, oh, you know, the core update from Google, with the core update, the first thing that they said is check your SERPs because there a lot of rankings changed. But the other thing that I found with the core updates is um, we do what's called Google Stacks. So we'll start with a blog on a website, and then we build stacks to Google properties around it with, with links back to the blog and the website. And then we put all that stuff on a Google site. And then we have to index that Google site. And, of course, Google sites are the free website builder from Google. Well, we're not getting those indexed anymore. What? Yep. We are just not getting them indexed anymore. And uh, we're, we're trying a couple of different things. Now, what we do with these Google sites is we build a page for each town they're in. So the main right. city and then all the suburbs. 
Uh, I don't know if that, and then we, you know, we spin the copy for each one, and there's a driving directions map and stuff like that. And those used to index really well. And then it's gotten, you know, if if we had 20 pages, you might have four. It got to that that got indexed, and so you just had to do a lot of them. Well, now we're having a heck of a time getting them indexed. So we're we're going to try some different things. I'm going to try just doing one market at a time on a Google site, you know, with. Uh, you know, DUI defense lawyer, uh, if, if it's my guy in Jackson, Mississippi, then, you know, we'll do Jackson and then we'll do another one for Pearl, Mississippi, which is a, and, uh, which is a suburb and, and, and see how that works. Um, we're trying some indexing services on Fiverr. Uh, there's a guy out there that's, uh, uh, good at indexing your backlink sites. Uh, he's got real good reviews. Um, you don't want to use them for uh, probably your website. But here's the thing. Anytime I put something on uh, my attorney's website, which uh, one in particular I've built myself with, with some help from a developer um, and, and optimized it properly, anytime I put something on there, boom, indexes right away. Um, so that's... That's kind of amazing, you know, that that's happening. But yeah, well, Steve, we, let me let me let's uh, let's play a little game here. Okay. Would you care to share with the people what you were teaching me right before this change that stopped indexing all these Google sites? Well, um, yeah, and I was teaching you how to do the Google sites. Well, I, and 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 I'm not saying it's dead, Ray. Right. Um, <laughs> You know, I'm just saying we're trying other things to get them to uh, to index. No, it's it's just funny that I came to you last week. I'm like, all right, these Google site things. I want to I want to really start doing that for the escape rooms. Make sure I'm doing it right. And we went through all this stuff, and and now uh, Google's kind of well, changing. I'm, but 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 here here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> it's not that they're not indexing sites, okay? Because it's their property. They're going to index them. There's something we're doing that they've caught on to. You see what I'm saying? Sure. Uh, and and we're not doing we're not doing anything wrong. I mean, it's not like we're doing anything black hat, but there's some little foible that we're doing with these Google sites that they're just not crazy about. Um, yeah. What you're doing, uh, which I kind of taught you what to do and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I don't think you're going to have any problems getting those in. No, no, I don't think it's going to cause a problem or anything, but I just want to, you know, make sure that if we're going to take the time to keep on doing that, which uh, I put a little bit of effort into that, hopefully it'll keep. Uh, it You, you should forth. you shouldn't have a problem here. Here's the deal. It is a Google property. So we, uh, they're not going to not index their properties. Uh, I just don't think I can combine all the suburbs into one Google site. I think I'm going to have to separate them. That's my feeling. But uh, we're also we're also trying uh, testing some other things. But you know, keep in mind, I do go out and ask Google to index them. You know, right. which I which, you, which you know what, uh, if you remember, um, and this may be part of that whole change thing. If you remember. When we were doing that and we were trying to tell Google to index them, it kept coming back with an error the other day, and uh -huh. it's been coming back with an error ever since. And ever not since. Working. And I wonder if that's part of that change is that so, so, so uh, when we're doing that service. Well, it, it, it happened to me. Um, there is one site that I haven't been able to get to index, and I added some stuff to it 
a week ago, and I got that error message. I tried yesterday, and uh, it worked. Doesn't mean it indexed. It just said that Google got it's it. A, they, yeah, they accepted it. Yeah, they accepted it, and they, they they would look at indexing it. So what does this mean? I don't know. Uh, but this has been since the core update. And Crazy, uh, I tell you. Crazy. Yeah. And um, I read all about the core update, and and um, it's just kind of the usual stuff, you know. They just they want the experience to always be good for the end user, you know, who's googling escape sure. escape rooms, Loganville. You know, they want the that that to be good for them, and um, um, and so probably loading up all the suburbs on a Google site, I probably can't do that anymore. I don't know that it would be the uh, you know, some other things that I'm suspect of, my IP address. Now, th- there's probably people out there that would say, you're an idiot for even thinking that, but I, I wonder. Um, and and the other thing is we use automation software to build it, which you don't do. No, nope, um, no, I was building them by hand, which not because I wouldn't use automation software, but I just didn't have it. And I, I, wanted to get I, 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 I don't know that you... You, that's probably more work than what you need to go through. I mean, the automation software is good for building these multi-page sites, you know, because then, you know, because, I mean, one site would take the automation software two hours to build. Well, if I tried to do it, it'd take me eight hours. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Uh, but with what you're do- see, what you're doing is you're not trying to load up on geos. You're you're if I understand correctly, you're not trying to load all the suburbs or all the towns around Loganville into one site. You're creating different sites for each town. And I think that's what Google wants. Could well be. Could well be. We'll have to wait and see, I guess. But, um, you, you're but asking I will tell me, you this, going the opposite direction, you know what has seemed to uh, to benefit us is internally on our website creating direct s- specific pages of suburbs. So in other words, mm-hmm. um, in, in the, uh, let's say, the uh, Impossible Escape Loganville site, inside that site there's a page specific to this town, a page specific to this town, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So those sites have, you know, 20 towns with – with uh, they've got an article about that town, they've got a video on there, they've got a map, they got directions, they got you know pictures, um, all specific about that particular town inside our site. And I've seen where that has made a difference, where those pages have popped up for those towns specifically. So how um, how fast did you create those pages? Did you do them one at a time over course of over a period of time? Um, the period of time maybe being two weeks. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. That's good so, enough. I, 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 doing that. I think our issue is either that, uh, where, um, we're, uh, creating them all at once within a space of a short space of time, an hour. Uh, um, gotcha. that, that could be, you know, who knows? I mean, there's so many different things that or, could, or they're, or they're energy. seeing these things and saying they're not different enough because, you know, because we're spinning the copy, you know, did you spin the copy or did you write new copy for each one? Uh, each one is about that specific town. So it's totally different. Yeah. Copy yeah. Pitch, see, that's, you know, not even I think, similar. I think that's the big issue. And I think that yeah, like, you know, like right now I just, um, I just searched in Monroe, Georgia 
And the number one, there are other escape rooms in Monroe, Georgia, but I put escape, uh, Monroe, Georgia escape room. Now Monroe is probably, uh, it's a couple, couple towns deep. So you go through one town to get to Monroe. It's a bigger town, city, small city, but you have to go through another town from here before you get to that one. So it's a good 15, 20 minutes away. The number one thing is our website for that page on Monroe, Georgia. The number two thing is for, is the page for Between Georgia. Between is actually the name of a town, and it's literally in between Loganville and Monroe. Those are the first two things that show up mm-hmm. um, when you search that, which is good because we're not, you know, we're not really in either of those towns, but that's what shows up. And of course, our GMB shows up number one too. Well, the big um, thing, the big thing is you got them to index. You know, the second, the second thing is it's decent content. The third thing, uh, and and all this is not necessarily in this order of importance, but the third thing would be competition too. Sure. Uh, you know, sure. and and uh, so we thought what we were doing wasn't even gray hat because Google wasn't going to penalize their uh, their properties. So we didn't even think it would be view ever viewed as gray hat. Well, I think Google's now viewing it as gray hat. Enough of us have been doing this. So what I just got to do is deconstruct it, and because they're not they're not going to penalize their properties to the point they don't index them. That's not going to happen. You know what I'm saying? You know, especially Google Sites, which is a website. You know, it's the free website builder from Google. So I I just got to deconstruct it and figure out what I'm what I'm doing that they don't like and uh, quit doing that, do something else. And it means more work. And But, you know, that's SEO in general. SEO is a heck of a lot more work than it was 5, 10, 15 years ago. You know, uh, I mean, John Curry in 1995 stood up a, a page for a, a homopathy homopathic remedy for tinnitus made a ton of money off of it and then with the penguin update boom they all went away yeah well that's that's what ends up happening a lot of times unfortunately so you know um you 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 try things okay that works they they must be okay with it and then five years later you find out they're not okay with it but five years before they might have been okay with it millions millions of stories about that kind of stuff uh uh, a friend of mine, Jeff Johnson, you know, he um, he was making tons and tons and tons of money just doing Google uh, AdSense, and then one day they just shut him, shut his st- stuff down completely, just boop, gone. Yep. What was he no, selling? No reason given. They didn't do anything different. Just one day, Google shut the whole thing down. What was he selling? Uh, he was he was he just had a variety of sites with with uh, AdSense ads on them, you know. So they were just. Uh, Random, you know, blog type sites and things like that. I guess, uh, you know, specific, um, you know, just uh, uh, content specific sites. You know, could be about anything, but they had ads on them. Oh, oh, you know, little banner oh, ads. Oh, oh, I Google. get it now. Okay. And then all of a sudden, yes, not AdWords, AdSense. AdSense, yeah, I got and, it. I got and it. all of a sudden, they just shut them down. I'll and be he was darned. making, you know, tens of thousands per month and went to zero overnight. God, a ton of people are still out there doing that. That's weird. That's just weird. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Never got a reason why or anything else because you know you understand if he's making tens of thousands of dollars per month doing that, well, so's Google. Yeah. Well, they don't care. They, they don't care because they'll just it'll just be on another site. They'll still make just as much, I'm sure. But but that's just weird, right? I mean, they're they're you know I I wonder sometimes if they even have a reason. Now reading reading about this latest core update. 
uh, I'm almost positive this is the reason I'm looking, you know, I got to do some things differently. But sometimes you just don't know. Yep. Crazy. Yep, yep, yep. But speaking of knowing. Well, you know, some of these things we talk about when we had them on YouTube, that pissed them off. I got warnings. Like, (laughs) yeah. So, you know. You never know. You never know. Some mm-hmm. and and you know, sometimes other people will complain about things for random reasons well, too. Well, that's true too. Yeah. Okay. You just fa- never know. Your favorite books. <laughs> yes, my favorite books. My favorite. Uh, and and by the way, this by my favorite books. Uh, usually that means the ones that I've read most recently yeah. uh, that have caught my fancy. But uh, no, we want to talk a little bit about this because. Um, I've taken uh, a bigger stance in, into, uh, you know, reading books on various subjects, business, mindset, things like that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's an important topic. And it's, uh, you know, not one that we talk about very often, but in a lot of the other groups that I belong to and, and whatnot, local and, and otherwise, we talk a lot about different books. And there's a lot of books that really help people to uh, learn different things and get their businesses prepared, whether it's about entrepreneurship or um, franchising or, or marketing, whatever it happens to be, a lot of good content out there that can help you out. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the some of my favorite books that have really made a difference in what I do in various different ways. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the first one I want to talk about is one that uh, I it's a very popular book. It's been around for a long time. Many, many, many people have uh, have read this book, I'm sure. And many of you probably haven't, but it's one that uh, you really should get yourself into because um, if think you've got a business... Think, think and Grow Rich. Nope, nope. It is not Think and Grow Rich. <laughs> but if you've got a business and you want to be able to take it to a level where it runs itself and runs properly and has people in place and, and, you know, a book that gets specific. Cause a lot of the, a lot of the books that you read will be like, you know, the whatever effect. And it's all about, you know, every day you need to think positive and, and, you know, the universe will bring the, and this book is much more hands on with like, okay, here's what you need to do. Sit down and write down this and put this in here and plug this into that and, you know, try this out and make sure that this person's doing this, get a person that's going to do very, very specific on how to take a business and, and really build it so that it's ready to operate with or without you, where you can just kind of oversee it like the, uh, you know, the, the ant farmer. Mm-hmm. And uh, that book is called The E-Myth, The E-Myth, and you may have heard of that before. It's by Michael Gerber. Uh, great, great, great book. Goes through everything, and, and it's um, it's done from the perspective of talking about a woman who owns a bakery. And so it's and, – and I don't know if the uh, the bakery thing is, is 100% real or if he is just using that as a as a uh, a vehicle for getting his point across where you know he kind of positions the book as her talking to him and him giving her advice on her bakery and showing how you know you got to do this and you got to set this up this way and then that way you can have a second and a third bakery and still be able to run all three without having to be in three places at once and do it all yourself and just an excellent 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 book it has changed the way that I do things 
it has changed the way that, or it's it's uh it's made me try to change the way things are done with our entire corporation i gotta you know get my other guys uh that own the businesses with me to get on board with a lot of this stuff but um just a really, really good book for anybody that runs a business that really wants to get it organized and working so that um, you can get things done without spending 25 hours a day. Okay, that's the big thing. And um, he talks about and, and this is so true in in each person. There's three people competing. One is the entrepreneur. One is the manager and one is the technician. And when you start a business, let's say you start a business making widgets. Well, you start the business making widgets because you like to make widgets. And now you're the technician making widgets. But, you know, then you need to be the entrepreneur who builds the business. But you also have to have a manager who makes sure that the guy making that the technician part is actually doing things efficiently. And, you know, you have to figure out, well, which one are you really? Are you really the entrepreneur? Are you really the, the technician? And are, are you really the manager? And then you got to bring people in and position them in those right positions. So maybe you, you are more the technician. So you need to bring in, uh, somebody to run the business part of it for you. And then you need to have somebody that, that will manage things for you. So it, it, it's an excellent book for that. It's really going to help you to understand what your particular strengths are when it comes to your business and then how to get other people in position to make sure that your weaknesses are covered. And, uh, you know, you get things done and things run efficiently. So excellent book. The E-Myth by Michael Gerber. Highly, highly, highly recommended. Um, and Steve, have you ever read The E-Myth? No, I can't. You know, the nuns never taught me how to read. Oh, man, that's uh, that's not a good thing. No. <laughs> well, unfortunately, or, or actually, let's change that. Fortunately, you could also get it on Audible. Oh, so there you go. There you go. That'd be a good way to uh, to make sure that you uh, get that done. So that's book number one. And book number two that I want to talk about is another one that I read recently. And uh, Steve, you said Think and Grow Rich. Well, this one is actually a book that is um, kind of taken from Think and Grow Rich. It's actually about somebody who's learning about the book Think and Grow Rich and how it applied to him and how he kind of did the same thing that was done in Think and Grow Rich to uh, to get his mindset right. And that is a book called Three Feet from Gold, and it's by Sharon Lecter and Greg Reed. Now, Greg Reed is actually the uh, the the person who uh, kind of wrote the book. But Sharon was a writer, so she's the one who made sure the book was actually written properly and, and whatnot and put her two cents in there. But um, this one, again, much like the E-Myth, is actually told in pseudo-story form. And it starts off with the, the main quote-unquote character kind of being a dirtbag. Oh. And he learns, as this book comes to be, he kind of learns more about business owners how they got rich and how he can work with them to build his personal, you know, entrepreneurialship and, and grow his own businesses. And it's great because what he, what he kind of discovers with this is as he meets other famous uh, business people. And, and like I said, it's, it's a kind of a fictionalized story, but it's based on actual things that happened. So when he talks to, let's say the, uh, the founder of Chick-fil-A, 
Um, it's actually because he did actually meet with the fine founder of Chick-fil-A, got this information and then put it into the, the, the character's story. And so it's a great, great book. Uh, it's not super long, so you can read it fairly quickly. And, uh, it also comes in audible form, so you can, you can get the, uh, the audiobook as well. But it really shows how he transformed from, uh, you know, a guy who is willing to do, cut any corners to make a buck to really being somebody that is building a business and is trying to help people out. And what he really learns from all this is that a lot of these vi- often villainized, uh, business moguls are really actually very good people that are, uh, trying to serve others and have been very successful at it. And he kind of learns a lot about that. So it's an excellent book, Three Feet from Gold by Sharon Lecter and Greg Reed. Uh, definitely worth reading. Definitely worth reading. And one that, uh, you know, I actually read it, uh, uh, twice in about, uh, a, a week and a half because it was, uh, it was so good that I actually went back. And when I say read twice, usually what happens is the first time I, I'll be reading it through. And then the second time I'll be reading it and then I'll stop and I'll go back and read something again and then I'll keep reading it and then I'll jump back. So realistically, I probably read it three times in that two weeks. <laughs> if you piece the, uh, the third, the second and third together, it was probably really three times, uh, going through that one. So just an excellent book. Love it. Um, and, and it's based off the idea that, uh, there was some miners who were trying to dig for gold and they didn't really know what they were doing. And they bought all this equipment and they started digging and they weren't quite doing it right. They finally got frustrated. They gave up, they sold the mine, they handed off the equipment and the uh, new people dug three feet in one direction and hit giant gold veins. So had they continued, they would have made millions and instead they, they gave up and sold out. So that's kind of what it's about is not giving up and um, you know, learning how to just keep going even when the times are rough. So excellent book. Highly recommend that you check it out. Yeah. The next book that I want to talk about is one that's uh, a little more, well, th- that one there was, it was from 2009, so it's fairly modern, but it's based off of obviously a much older piece of work and, and an older idea. Uh, the next one is a much more modernized book about things going on in today's world, dealing with a lot more of the social media type things and the building an audience and the tribes and all that kind of fun stuff. And that one is uh, by podcaster, who you may know. Um, his name, of course, Pat Flynn. Oh, sure. You may or may not have known him from sure. Smart, Smart Passive Income. Mm-hmm. And this particular book, he's actually got a couple of books that he came out with. But the one that I'm talking about here is Super Fans. And uh, this, again, you can get it in, as a regular book. You can get it as an, as an audio book. This one goes through and teaches you all the different things that you can do to build super fans. And, uh, it, again, it's, uh, it's told a lot in stories, a lot of different stories, but they're not uh, fictionalized. They're actual stories about Pat and, and the things that he's been through. And, and he talks about how the idea really came from his wife, who was a closet super fan of the Backstreet Boys. And uh, he learned when she finally revealed to him, oh, I want you to take a look at this box in the closet and all the memorabilia that she had of the Backstreet Boys, like dolls and posters and all sorts of things that she had in this box in the closet because she was a super fan. And it just kind of motivated him to think, you know, okay, that's with rock stars and that's great, but can you be, you know, a, a regular business owner and build on that and create your own super fans. And so that's what this is about. It teaches you all about how to do that through the way that you interact with your customers and the way that you do different things. 
um, the way you build your social media and the way that you post things. So it's a, a really, really good book and one that I would highly recommend anybody grab and take a look at. Again, that's uh, Super Fans by my one of my favorite podcasters and actually somebody that I know fairly well, uh, good old Pat Flynn. So check that one out. I think you'll really enjoy that particular one. He's actually uh, for a, a non-writer a uh, guy who's just a podcaster and everything. It's an uh, excellent book, well-written and uh, easy to follow. So definitely want to check that one out. Okay, and uh, the last one I want to talk about today, and we'll probably start doing this more often, do more book stuff because I've been reading a lot of books lately. Uh, my goal has been to uh, to start reading uh you know, at least a, a new book every week, sometimes uh, b- business books, sometimes it's it's fictional stuff. I've actually, after reading a bunch of these books that we're talking about, uh, which, by the way, all the ones we talked about today are ones that I've read in the last month or so. Okay. Um, wow. But right now I've been doing a lot more fiction reading just to, uh, to break it up a little bit. So I've gone through some fiction reading books. But the last one I want to talk about is one that uh, is from a guy that I had never heard of and... So good is this book that I read another book of his immediately afterwards, and then I also signed up to his daily briefings and uh, get his daily emails, and I uh, subscribed to his YouTube channel to get things from him, and it's by uh, a, a guy by the name of Darren Hardy. Now, Steve, have you ever heard of Darren Hardy? No, I haven't. I mean, you, you've certainly heard of Tony Robbins, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um and you've probably heard of Napoleon Hill, and you've probably heard of uh, a bunch of these other ones. Gary V, I guess you could kind of throw into there. So Napoleon Dynamite. Napoleon Dynamite as well. But this one, uh, Darren Hardy. So uh, he's not one of the original Hardy Boys. Oh, okay. But um, what he what he is is uh, he actually was a, a realtor. He uh, he worked for his family's realty company and became a very very successful realtor. But then he decided to to start breaking into more um, life coaching mind, you know, Tony Robbins type stuff, although very different from Tony Robbins, but you get the idea. And, uh, he wrote a book and the book that he wrote is the compound effect. And you may have heard of that book, even if you don't know his name, it's a fairly well-known book. And this book basically teaches you how all the little things can build up to build your business, build your mindset and make sure that you're heading in the right direction with the things you do. And uh, this is another book that I read, you know, two and a half times in the span of a week. Um, and and in that same week, I read his other book, uh, which uh, I believe it's the the Entrepreneur Roller Coaster. He's got another book that I haven't read yet, so I forget which one it was that I had, I had read. I kind of just picked it up um, right away and kept going. But I believe I believe the one that I did read was the Entrepreneur Roller Coaster, but. Uh, this one here, the compound effect, really, really good. Uh, and one of the things that I loved about it is uh, many of you have probably at least heard of The Secret. Steve, you know what The Secret is? No. You don't know what The Secret is? It was really well, popular. You, you know why I don't know? It's a secret. It's a secret. No, it's really not a secret. It, this was um, this was uh, about, what, maybe 10 years ago. It was a really big thing. There was the movie The Secret. And it was about the it, basically it, it's about um, it uses that kind of mysticism in there of, you know, if you think it's going to if you think about it, it's going to happen. And, you know, they co- they kind of cloud it in this mysticism. Well, I believe in that the law of attraction stuff. I believe in that, but not for this crazy like, 
you know, super mystical reasoning. I, I think it's much more of a, if you're thinking about it, it's going to motivate you to do, do something about it. And, and so I think the law of attraction works, but not in a magical way. It's in a much more psychological way. Well, it, he kind of spoke to that. He mentions the secret in there, but talks, you know, he doesn't really believe in all that mystical stuff with it, but that, you know, the idea of focusing on something and thinking about it and, and, and picturing yourself having it is going to motivate you to do the things that you need to do to get there. And I think that is uh, what, what really spoke to me. And, um, like I said, I read, you know, his book, I read his book in a day, uh, the entire thing in one day, because it was that good, went through the entire book. And I was like, Whoa, I've been, I already made it through this whole book. So it's, it's that good. It spoke to me that well. So he has become one of my favorite business authors. Uh-huh. Uh, and I highly, highly recommend that you read that book, the compound effect. In fact, I'm probably going to go through it again. I actually picked it up on audiobook so I could listen to it as well. Um, because it, it's got such great stuff in there that really teaches you everything that you want to know about business and building business and getting yourself in the right space for it and doing the things that you need to do. It, 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 to me, a lot of the other business book type things, you know, they can speak to me in, in certain ways, but I'm always like, Oh, come on, really? You're going to chant that 10 times and it's going to make it happen. Come on. That's ridiculous he's much more straightforward with things. And, and I really like that. It's much more scientific versus mystical and magical because even, even Tony Robbins and I, and I like a lot of Tony Robbins stuff, but even he kind of coats his things in a little bit of like that mysterious, you know, um, have mantras and it's going to help you do this. And, and I have no doubt that that's really true, but I see it as a much more psychological and scientific thing than a, a mystical type thing. And, and so this guy really spoke to me as far as that goes. So just an excellent book, The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. Uh, like I said, I, I now belong to all of his things. I watch his, his videos on YouTube all the time. And, and, uh, even though it's very, very fake looking green screen, sorry, Darren, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty obvious to me. It's green screen, but, <laughs> But it does look good. It, it's a good-looking green screen, but yeah. Anyway, he's he's definitely changed uh, the way that I think about a lot of stuff. So uh, if you want to check that out, I highly recommend you do so. And again, with any of these, whether you read the books or you do the Audible uh, downloads, you're going to get the same thing out of them. Um, but just be prepared. Like uh, a lot of the a lot of these books, you know, it's not like reading fantasy. Um, you kind of got to pay attention and you got to write things down and you got to take notes and, and fill out papers and, and all sorts of other things to really get the most out of them. So highly recommend you check those books out. So again, as a recap, Darren Hardy, the compound effect, one of my favorites there, super fans by Pat Flynn, three feet from gold by Susan Lecter and, uh, and, uh, uh, Greg Reed. And that's Greg with one G at the end, not two. And then, of course, The E-Myth by Michael Gerber. If you can get your hands on any of these, I highly recommend that you do so because you're going to learn a lot out of these uh, as they are very, very good. And, you know, there's a lot of other books we've read in the past, and we've talked about books on here before. We've even had authors on before uh, to talk about their books. But uh, these are some of my current favorites. You know, going into the past, obviously, Think and Grow Rich, like Steve mentioned, read that years ago. Um, and that's great, and, and it makes a lot of sense, but... That one's a little tougher too because it is a much older um, perspective. It's a you know early 1900s perspective on business, so it's a little bit different than than 
in today's business world to an extent where it's much more social now than it was back then. Um, and you know, a lot more communication. So, you know, a lot of those famous books are, are great as well, but uh, these are my current favorites that I've been going through now. And the one thing that I would say, and this is something that, um, well, I wish I could remember which book it was. I, I don't recall if it was uh, in the Compound Effect or one of the other books where they talk specifically about, you know, rather than than working parallel, let's work vertical. And what I mean by that is if somebody starts to, to speak to you, you know, get into that vertical. So when I when I when I started reading the Compound Effect with with Darren Hardy, rather than going, wow, that's great. And moving on to the next book by somebody else. I said, you know what? I'm going to stick with what he's saying because he really does speak to me. And that's why I read his other book and I joined his other things. So now I want to stay in that zone with his stuff and keep building on that. And uh, another, and if I had to pick another one that I would probably build on with that, it would probably be the E-Myth stuff because there are more, I believe there are more related books to that that I want to get into because I think um, whereas the E-Myth is much more physical in your business, do this, do that, step one, step two. Whereas um, with Darren Hardy stuff, it's much more uh, building yourself as a business owner, whereas the other one is more building the physical business and getting the right people in places. So those would be the two that I would kind of build a vertical on and take further. But a uh, lot of great books out there, and I hope this uh, this gives you guys some inspiration to uh, pick something up and start reading and learning all about it. Steve, any parting words from you on some books? Yeah, what am I reading right now? Um, uh, the the uh, what about Abe Lincoln, a uh, company of rivals or something like that? You know, where he uh, in his cabinet he had everybody that was running against each other, and uh, what yeah. led up to the Civil War. And I've been meaning to read that for years. Well, you know, it's interesting that that was a common thing back in the day. Uh huh. Yep. Um, yep. not just not just for him, but but it was pr- pretty common. I mean, back in the old days, um. A, a lot of times, uh, the vice president would be the opposite party that lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah. Just well, he so. he had uh, in in his cabinet uh, guys who ran against him for president, and he had them yeah. all in his cabinet. And uh, he he wanted differing opinions. Now, of course, you know, keep them in mind. They all knew he was the boss in the very sure. end. But uh, they saw things a lot differently than him, and that's what and that, we wanted. That's you know? somewhat still happens today. I know um, George W. Bush had a lot of um, advisors, you know, not necessarily cabinet members, but advisors that were opposite to him, and and Bill Clinton did as well. Yeah, Clinton was good about that. Uh, not so much Trump, you know, um, and not so much Obama. <laughs> well, you know. A little more polarizing in the last yeah. little bit than now. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's talk about Obama. No, I'm just kidding. No, let's not. Let's not uh, so, so what do you think about abortion? Um, <laughs> let's move on from that. Right. No, I, and actually, the, the book I'm reading right now is actually fiction. It's uh, The Fixer by uh, uh, Jennifer Lynn Barnes, um, which uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna admit something here. Um, I like, I'm, I'm familiar with that book, by the way. So are you really? Yeah. 
Get out of town. Well, I, I haven't read it. I've just read the reviews oh, okay. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have to admit, I am I am a fan of um, <laughs> young adult novels. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> Usually in the mystery genre, and uh, you know it's kind of funny, but uh, I, I guess it's me trying to relive you know my younger days of being a teen or a, or a twenty year old. But I just find that those books they focus a lot more on story than uh, some of the more um, you know adult novelists who, who get, you know, a little too graphic and, and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but these, uh, I love these where they stick to these mysteries and, and whatnot, which is why we talked about Harry Potter. I loved Harry Potter, you know, mm-hmm. um, that kind of appeals to people of all ages. But again, you know, it's, it's about, uh, uh, teens growing into uh, adulthood and mystery and, and fantasy and whatnot. So I, I like that kind of thing. And, uh, I just discovered her through a few of her books. Um, Starting with uh, one called the the Hawthorne Legacy, or the Hawthorne. Uh, um, actually, the first one. Hold on, let me see. Sorry, I don't mean to mess that up. the The first one was um, the Inheritance Games, and it's about a girl who uh, gets this multi billion dollar inheritance, and she doesn't know why. She just it seems like she's just randomly picked, but then there's this whole mystery behind it. It's very good. Yeah, very good stuff. That happened to me. I, I, I wish it happened to me. It needs to happen to me now. <laughs> of course, I'm a known liar. Ah, yes, of course. So, All right. But, yeah, excellent stuff. So, you know, try to try to get into reading as much as I can. And, you know, and, and by the way, when, when I say... When do you find the time? Can... you got like a, a hundred balls in the air. <laughs> well, you know, you got to make the time, I guess. Right. Um, okay. You know. Do you ever sleep? <laughs> I, I make I make as much money reading the books as I do doing all my other stuff. So you know, <laughs> do you ever sleep? I do actually. I, I sleep pretty good. Do you? I well, sleep pretty good. How many hours every night? Um, two, seven, seven, six to really? seven. Really? Okay. Yeah. All right. I was I was going to say uh, five. Actually, two was a joke. But... It, it probably was five a lot of times, but I'm trying to you know Get extend that out a little bit. Okay. Well, you know, some people only need five. I've been told. I don't. Well, know. you know, the funny thing, we already mentioned this particular person, but um, speaking of mindset and all this, there was for a while, and, and this has changed. A lot of the stuff I've read lately, a lot of the uh, self-help uh, business guru, you know, improvement gurus and all that talk about getting more sleep. But uh, they used to talk about how, oh, people that are successful tend to only sleep, you know, four to five hours a, a night. And there was always the talk that Bill Clinton, President Clinton, um, he read a lot of the so- self-help type books. And, and you can tell, by the way, if you if you ever watch his speeches and things like that, you know that he was being he was learning specific ways to speak and things. He he did things with his hands that were taught in a lot of oh, the books he, and things. Clinton's but, a brilliant. He's a brilliant guy. I mean, he has no yeah. morals or ethics, but he's a brilliant guy. <laughs> Well, one of the things that they, they used to say about him, and I don't know if it's true, but it went around, was that he would purposely only sleep four to five hours in a night because he heard that's what su- successful people did. So he made himself only sleep four to five, which, you know, it kind of is counterintuitive to what they were really saying. What they were saying was, you know, supposedly successful people happen to sleep less. Uh, not that they forced themselves to sleep less, but that they did sleep less. And he was kind of forcing himself because he wanted to be successful. So he understood learning about success and obviously you know love him or hate him you can't deny the fact that he was successful from a uh, mm-hmm. a poor guy oh, yeah. down yeah. in you know in the south there to becoming president you know whether you agree with his politics or not uh, that's a great accomplishment 
So well, and speaking of his politics, uh, he was um, much more reasonable than what we have now. You know, uh, <laughs> in certain sectors. Yeah, I mean, he was he, on either on either side. By the he, way, too, yeah, so. yeah, on either side. <laughs> I mean, he certainly was a centrist president. You know. But, yeah. Centrist by the by by today's standards, definitely. Oh, absolutely. Well, I, I would say you know, I mean, he leaned left, but I, I, I would say he was a centrist president then. Maybe not on some issues, but overall. Yeah, it was. It, I would I would pretty much agree with that. Yeah. But anyway, anyhow. Point being is that uh, you know, a lot of different things that you can do. Reading books is going to give you a lot of the perspective on different things. You know, things that you can do to uh, improve your life. You know, I, a lot of times we think we know it all, and then we get in there and we learn, hey, you know what? There's a lot more here that we could be doing that we oh, don't yeah. know about. Oh, sure. yeah. All right. Well, with that, Steve. That's it. You know who made this show possible today? Oh, was it Movo? It was indeed our good friends at Movo, makers of great microphones to allow you to shoot better video, record better podcasts, do better screencasts, and get better images when you use a lot of their other products like their stands, their lenses, and their lights that help you to get a better picture. If you want to shoot better video with your smartphone, with your camcorder, even with professional cameras, you can't go wrong if you grab some of these great Movo products, including my favorite microphone of all, the LV-1. Let me tell you why it's my favorite. Steve, it is a lapel microphone, and it is wired with a nice long wire so that you don't have to worry about RF signals and interference or anything else. You're plugging directly in, and the wire is long enough that you can stand away from the camera and still get a great sound. You don't ever have to worry about dropouts or things like that. And the best part of all... I believe right now it's about eighteen dollars. <laughs> wow! And it plugs into your smartphone. Wow! So, Groovy. for eighteen dollars, you can get a great sounding lapel microphone that plugs directly into your smartphone. And uh, of course, if you got uh, one of the modern iPhones or or Samsungs, you will have to have the little uh, USB C or Lightning adapters to plug the microphone in. But it will work on your smartphone as well as on regular cameras. It's got a little switch on it. Flip the switch. And then you can uh, start recording on a camcorder, flip it back. You can record on your smartphone. And uh, it's a great little microphone, especially for $18. And where can you get this? Well, you can get it by heading on over to raiselinks.com slash Movo, where you can get that and a variety of other products that will help you shoot better video. So with that, that brings us to the close of another week of Video Marketing Madness. Steve, should we get that music queued up? Yeah, Ethel. All right. Ethel. Ethel! Get over here. Come here. She's she's actually in Camp Rutledge right now trying to uh, figure out the secret. Oh, here she comes. She's running. All right. Here she goes. She's ready. All right. Here it is. Oh, okay. go. All right. Here we go. All right. He's Ray the Video Guy. Yeah, Ray the Video Guy. His skill is where it's at. Even if he's a little fat, he's filled with video expertise. And has so much knowledge that you need. YouTube ninja tricks can make your marketing so sick. He's Ray the Video Guy, yeah, Ray the Video Guy.